Welcome to the Territorial Fae Podcast, a podcast where boozy fae females discuss bookish adventures. Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm Rachel. I'm Kaylee. Sorry, I was swallowing a french fry. Oh my god. <laughs> and we are the Territorial Fae. And today we are finally discussing one of my favorites, Adrian Young, with uh, the Fable duology. Yeah, baby. Obviously starting with Fable. And can um, we just I, say how beautiful yours is? Aren't your edges uh, sprayed? They are. So they're I so have pretty. in my hand right now the Fairy Loot edition of Fable, which Ooh. is, I just needed it when I saw it. So I have two copies. I have the regular copy and then I have... <laughs> And a digital? Do you have an e-copy too? I don't have an e-copy, but <laughs> I really want the UK edition too because it is stunning. So this mm. is, if we talk about owning multiple copies of books, it's going to be this duology for me. I fell in love with it, as you will see when we talk about it. And I asked these lovely women to read it for like months and months. And they Man, did it takes it. a long time to talk me into reading shit. I don't know why. It does. But you know what I hate is like, she'd be like, you need to read this. And then we're like, okay. And then we do it. For real. <laughs> I like instantly, she told, she's like, okay, you need to read this book. And I'm like, okay. And I downloaded it. Yes. Like, and I'm like you need to read Crescent City. You need to read Fable. And it's like eight months later. Okay. I'm reading it. Oh, and then she's like, oh, it. this is good. What's happening in the text? And I'm like, what the fuck, girl? I told you. I think it's because Rachel has ruined me okay she like will tell me to read the stuff that destroys my soul <laughs> and I read it and then I'm like now I'm just it's like young skeptical. adult now I'm just like skeptical Wait, this person telling me yes read this Taryn Fisher book and then I read it and I'm like sobbing my face Ooh. off and I'm like you did this to me what I give you that's not mass queen mass is right is young adult and obviously there's some feels but it's not gonna like utterly destroy your soul it's yeah. gonna be like oh, i'm really yeah. sad for these characters what's gonna happen a little angst okay okay <laughs> okay happily ever after just the way we fucking like it yeah facts no but i love fable so much because and with adrian young in general when it comes to her young adult books is because it's young adult and it's magic and it's that fantasy world we love but it's not in your face like and I don't mind obviously you know I love magic and the magic systems and fae and all that I just love how subtle it is in her books how the magic is very it's there but it's and it's it's a big part but it's not like it's not like really there yeah yeah it's like it's just like a background yeah but it's still a huge part which you'll see a namesake which we'll talk on another episode but with fable it's just there and the world is just so um it's not as upbeat it's it's, this world's kind of dark with it it being in the slums a lot and I don't know it just takes you into this like this world, her world building and her description was just so good. I just felt like I was on the boat or the, you know, I was sailing with them. I'm walking in the slums with all these people like in the, with their windows open, like. Yeah, I could totally see it as well. I felt like I was in this kind of there, like even on the ship and stuff, like the way she describes it, I feel like I could feel the wind blowing through my hair when she's up at the top, like at the, like the birds, Mm -hmm. the birds view. And then like the smell of the ocean, you know, we've talked about the smell of the ocean the other day. I mean, it's, it's, it's very much in here. It's just descriptive enough where it holds you and really paints this beautiful picture, but not enough to you're like, okay, bitch, stop describing the ocean. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) You were just referencing Outlander. (laughs) (laughs) She loves to describe, but I love that. But with Fable, I feel like you get like almost a gritty texture because of the descriptions you you feel like like the undertones of of grit and the hard way of living that these people go through 
Yes. I yes. mean, and that's like the, the premise of the book, right? She is the daughter of the most powerful, one of the most powerful traders in the Narrows. Mm-hmm. And he leaves her at like what age 11 or something age yeah. 13 yes, on this island and this island shitty of little cutthroats. island it's literally an island of cutthroats and he's like if you survive and get off this island come find me and they're like that's that's how the book opens you know and so fable at a very young age had to had to learn hard work had to learn how to survive on her own and that's mm-hmm. that's the beginning of the book you know, so that your description, Kaylee, is like very like on point with where yeah. this comes from, because everybody in this book, every character fought some type of fight, worked really hard to get where they are. And they're still fighting some fight to try yeah. to get like their... survival. It's all about like survival, man. Like, yeah. It's- just to live a normal life so what did y'all think about fable like when you first were introduced to her for me it was like she's very gritty she's very mm, she she's kind of like a lot of the characters that we read like Feyre you know they do what they have to do to survive but she has this almost I feel like ethereal type of like vibe and you, you know, you hear about you, or you read about how, how she's, I can't think of the right word, like feeling the essence of these gemstones Yes. as she's diving. So you're, you know, immediately you're starting off with kind of like intrigue. Yes. Because, oh, I love Fable from the moment <laughs> I met her, obviously. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, bright red hair. Is a gorgeous pirate girl, pretty much, because she lives on this island of just cutthroat men that just want to kill her. She has to go out on these boats and dredge, which I had to look up dredging because I was so in, like intrigued by it by this book. Like, what is dredging? What do you do? You have to hold your breath for so long. And it's like you pretty much hold your breath and you go under and you you mine for gems and like free diving right it's exactly what it is it's free diving yeah which was so cool because she gets how like it just the way she describes things like you Mm -hmm. know she does her research adrian young does because how she does the breathing to to go under how even when she's under how she's like it burns um like even the vision blurring like it's just so good but anyway like she and then you get the feeling she feels the she feels the essence of these gems like she, and but she needs to keep it quiet because the other guys are going to kill her if they know that yeah. she found a pocket of gemstones and all she's doing is trying to leave because her father left her with this huge massive scar on her arm that he carved oh. into her after their family ship sunk in the sea she lost her mom all their crew and her dad dumped her on this thing and was like, hey, like, Let you survive this, uh, come see me, I'll give you what you're owed. And she did for like five years. She survived. So I just, the survivor instinct of her just, I'm going to get what I'm owed. I, I'm going to survive. I yeah. deserve everything. You know, and that just, that resonated with me because all of us are survivors, all three of us, you know, like, and there have been times, you know, in my life when you have to push through stuff that are, that's mm-hmm. really hard. And yep. that just, that resonated with me. And I think that's why Fable just, she never gave up no matter no. what. And throughout this book, she never gave up and she got tossed a bunch of bad shit throughout yep, this, this storyline. Her, her determination was just astounding because she basically kept getting kicked while she was down. And but she was a child. That's that's the other thing. Like she was a child. And he's like, hey, let me carve this shit in your arm and then drop you off here and be like, okay, peace. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. See you later. Like, hope you don't bleed out. Hope you don't die. I mean, like the whole fucking thing was just, it was really like heartbreaking for me. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine like taking any of these kids that I have here and being like, all right, your dad's gone. Good luck. I'll see you later. 
hope you're all right. Like, and just dump them in the middle of fucking nowhere. And I pictured her as like subtly beautiful to where mm-hmm. like, like her hair being the biggest part of her, like Merida, yeah. but, but a little bit downplayed so that people don't pay too much attention to her because I feel like sh- that was kind of like her biggest thing is this underlining of trying to kind of hide within the mask. Yeah. Because I, you know, what is the last thing he said to like, don't tell people that you're my daughter. Yeah. She couldn't. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, are people going to think bad of you for dropping me off here or like what I couldn't figure out like what, I mean, obviously him, you know, being these like gymming people, like these dredging boats and stuff and, and kind of that whole pirate thing, but it's like, why, why can't people know who you are to where they would have killed her or you, that's what it is. So I guess we can go into her father, Saint, that's his name. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. I did kind of like that, even though I thought he was an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to murder him and I was like, why couldn't I'm like her, why couldn't he have dad? (laughs) but he was like to me he was just a super terrible person I mean and one I'm like okay maybe there's like what else was he I felt like he was doing something else like far worse than what was described because of his adamancy to be like don't tell people who I am don't tell people that you that you're my daughter because they'll kill you like I felt like he was doing something else something more oh yeah he was definitely smuggling Well, we find that out when, um, so Fable finds this vein of gems and some of the boys realize that she keeps finding these gems Mm -hmm. and one tries to kill her. Let's talk about Koi. Ooh, Koi. I I legit thought he was going to be a love interest. That's what I was going to say. I thought he was going to be the one. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I did not. Mm Mm-mm. I did not, um, but I knew he was going to play a bigger role later. Yeah. Which he does. Yeah. Just not in this book. I love, I mean, we can definitely save it for book two because that's kind of where it all comes yeah. in. But him in this book, like chasing her, trying to kill her. I mean, he <laughs> her out. like, I'm like, this bitch is going to die right in the very beginning. Like that can't be good. I mean, but I really did. I'm with Kaylee. I really thought he was going to be like the love interest. I thought yeah. like there was going to be some sort of like reconcilable. Like, well, she because- could have killed him and she didn't. So I thought, you know, oh, she could have killed him and she didn't. So, or we were going to have some sort of like love triangle. Yeah. I, I, I truly thought that. I'm so glad Adrian Young so far has not done a love triangle. Thank God. And I love that she does do that. <laughs> she does like the secrets, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, the lack of communication, because here we go. It's uh, yeah. It's not as bad though. Thank you, no. Adrian Young, for no. not it not being as bad. Not at all. But I feel okay. like the lack of communication in this book was more on West's part than Fables. I feel like she was really like an open book. She was like, I'm gonna tell y'all what I think. Except well, the one thing. That she's Saint's daughter. Yeah. One thing that one but she does tell them. Can we talk about West? Yeah, let's talk. Yeah, about we him. can talk about your man. Oh god. Okay. So West, let's just bring up West real fast. West, let's is, talk, talk about like how we get to him. He is a very young captain to a a ship called the Marigold. We meet him because he comes every two weeks to. Javal, Javal. How do you say it? I say Javal. Javal. Okay, that's. I think that's how I said it too. So Javal is the is that island, Mm -hmm. and he comes every two weeks, like like clockwork, Mm -hmm. and he only really trades with Fable, Mm -hmm. and that's how Fable is able to survive all these years was because she grew to rely on West and his crew being there, and so. That's how she knew him. She didn't know his name, really. She just knew no. him and that he was consistently there. Yeah. So he, he showed up the day that Koi was trying to kill um, 
Fable. Fable. And Fable <laughs> had a, I had to like think about it. Fable had enough money to like ask for passage off. <clears throat> and like, she's like, well, of course, Wes is there waiting for her and she's late. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, and we, we don't know why he's always there or why he only trades with her at this time, you know, but he's always there. He's consistent. Yes. And, and she barters her way on and he does not want to take her on whatsoever. He does not want to take her on his ship like at all, but he cannot have her be killed. Like he yeah. just won't have that on his conscience. And so he allows her passage onto the ship. And that's where Which you I mean, less. that whole scene of like, oh my God, it was, it was super intense, right? Like it's cause it's at the very beginning of this book, but yeah, I just see her, you know, and she's like running through the streets mm-hmm. and this Koi and his little posse are like chasing her. And I'm like, oh my God, like get on the ship, get on the ship. Yeah. Cause you meet <laughs> Wes like, before that the first yeah. time and mm-hmm. he trades gem- he trades with her and gives her a, a fairly good price when it shouldn't like I'm sure other people wouldn't have given it right and then you see Fable like counting her money that she stashes like in her little camp hoping that no one like ransacks her and she's like okay I think I have enough to get off now and then then the next time was the time that she almost gets killed so you you see that one thing because she describes seeing the marigold sails you mm-hmm. know and it always being there so yeah Wes is pissed now that she's on this trip, but you get to meet his crew. So it's a small crew. It's just Wes is the captain. He's young. He's like, what, 24, 25? Like he's young. And he's got Willa. Um, She's like a deckhand. I think she does like the sails. You have Oster and Paj, um, who are like the cook. And like, uh, I think Paj is like the the helmsman he um he's like the second right i, I yeah he like does the books and stuff right oh that's um he's the own hamish or uh something Hamish. like that yeah something like that it starts with the h he does all the books making sure the tally all the the cargo and what they have and everything like that so you have this really small crew on this small ship and it's just it starts from there they all don't like her they don't mm-hmm. trust her. Um, they just got rid of their dredger because they had a, they killed him because he did something. And I forget why, but she finds out that they're no. without a dredger. No, they didn't kill him. Zola's. Oh, Zola's. Him. Yes, you're right. Zola's people killed their dredger. Yeah. So Which I we find about that later too. And good old Zola. <laughs> what I loved was like the crew feeling her out Mm -hmm. right and they were they did all kinds of stuff to fill her out and then they did this one test to test her where like Paj took like a coin like a gold coin or something and was like go and he like threw it it over the the side because they were parked somewhere and Wes had to go they're parked off this this like little island reef (laughs) what was that I said they were parked. The ship was they were anchored. Sorry. They, were anchored. <laughs> they can be parked. It's a ship. It's got to stop. Oh, but you did see that they anchor somewhere and he gets on a little boat, him and Hamish or whatever, and mm-hmm. um, go off and then come back. And you're like, what is, what are they doing? You know, find that out later. Um, but I got super count of Monte Cristo vibes from that. I did too. But she she decides to jump off the ship to get the damn coin to prove them mm-hmm. wrong. And she gets it. Does but it. And when she comes up, she gains their respect for being a damn good dredger. Well, she gains their respect for being a good dredger and also not ratting them out to West because if she had told him, he would have been furious. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he didn't want any extra reason. And she's like, we not weaseling her way in, but she's weaseling her way in. She's working her way in, you know, yeah. like they respect her because she pulls her weight on the yes. ship. She, she helps and she actually works hard and doesn't complain. Yeah. She knows what she's doing. I mean, she's yeah. spent her entire life either on a ship or well, her entire life was on a ship. Then she was on, you know, this the little shitty island. island. Yeah. The sh- efficacy is like <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all she knows Dang. is work. So she's yeah. not going to just sit there. 
you no. know, like she's going to work. Well, and she wants to make sure she doesn't give them any extra reasons to get rid of yep. her. She was so or nervous to owe them. Yes. She's like, yes. I have enough coin for passage yes. to the Narrows. Like you need to, like, I will pay you there and I will work for my food and I will work for my house or my bed, yep. you know, mm-hmm. a little I, I'm not gonna have you, me owe you anything more than that. Yeah. At that point, then the whole crew is like kind of talking to Wes, like, all right, come on. Like, we got to give her a shot. Like, just give her a chance. I know it totally flipped because like, he was like, she's going regardless. And they're like, oh, you're not going to, you're not going to give us any say because you're not going to let us vote. Yeah. Cause that's super unusual for um, crew members on ship to have a vote. Usually it's just the captain says, do it and you do it, you know, whatever. But on their ship, he has, he has given his crew you know, voting privileges. And then it flips and they're all like, no, it's cool. We, we still want her on the ship. We want her to stay. And he yeah. was like, what the fuck? But I think that sh- uh, goes to show that that's like how West does his crew, right? That, that yeah. it's more of a family. It's not just, it is. I mean, it's definitely he- family vibes for sure. I mean, obviously with Willa being his sister, right? You find out later, which we totally thought. I thought she was a love interest. And I thought, oh, I thought sister, I thought sister the whole time. I thought siblings, like there's something like he had to protect her for some reason, you know? Yeah. So I thought it was like a past love interest and maybe they were just friends now. And like, maybe they were going to get back together. There was like something like unresolved. Yeah. Kind of, that's kind of where I was like, you know, maybe she saved his life or vice versa. And he just felt like he owed her and like had to take her under his wing or something. But then they had to make the, before they got to where Saint is, um, they had to make a stop at that one, that one city. Port, yeah. That one port to do uh, trade. Something with a D, right? Something with a D. Yes. I have the map here, which is really pretty. Oh, I was going to say, that was going to be my number one topic is like, you know, when a book got a map, it's going to be good. <laughs> that's my note. That's my thing. I like a book with a map. I do too. Dern. Dern. They had to stop at Dern before going to Ceros. Sarah, how do you say it? C E. Spell it. C E R O S. Theros, Theros, yeah, either way. That because that's where um Saint, Saint is. is. That's where she's trying yeah. to go. So they had to stop at Dern. And then this is where Fable almost fucked herself because they go into that big warehouse where everybody does the trading. They're trying to trade stuff. And Fable's <laughs> like, these gems are fucking fake. Yeah. And there is no way in hell anybody can tell that these gems are fake. Yes. Yeah. And it gives away a little bit that she is a that she dun, can dun, dun, a gem sage that Yay! she can feel the gems. Hence the power and the magic. You know, that's where yeah. the magic comes in. Is is yes. You no, know, you it's really. So I mean, you've seen it. Yeah, you see it in the beginning, right? But like here, it's kind of like I don't know. For some reason, I thought maybe it was like kind of more of like something with to do with the water but when you get there and you see her and she can still do the same thing like out of the water I was like okay this is kind of cool right like yeah to be able to do that yeah it's like she can feel the different energies they all like Mm -hmm. have a different song I think she says like yeah they all sound different feel yeah they they all have like a different yes different energy type so she can tell the difference between the gems too yeah this so she has to get- hide who, what she is yeah and that's weird for me because she has to hide that she's a gem sage obviously she needs to hide it on Javal because you know they'll kill her but now like she could be really useful to somebody you know what I mean like yes. she could be placed really high so but you also have to understand that that comes into play because we find out her mother was a, a dredger mm-hmm. for Saint. And Saint fell in love with Isolde. And that's that's why Saint doesn't want Fable to be anywhere near the business because a woman has no right being on a ship. Right? He lost his mom and he was heartbroken. But she was also a gem sage, hence where she got her power. And Zola had her first. Yes. So Zola didn't want to get rid of her because she's so powerful. 
Yeah. Useful. Like, oh, she's so useful. Yeah. And then that's where you get the ending, which I, I guess we'll get we'll get into a little later. But like, yeah, yeah. Um, that's where the ending comes from. You're like, shit. So it's like I would hide it too, mm-hmm. because yes, you can be up on top top of somebody's stuff, but you're gonna be a prisoner to that person. Yeah. yeah. You know, because they're not gonna want to ever lose you. So you're not gonna ever have your free will no. on where you're gonna want to go after what you want to do because they want they're going to just keep using you until there's nothing left we did see some of west's dark side here because when they're in dern zola who is the rival uh ship the the rival crew to west you find out that um zola had one of his cronies like assault willa Mm -hmm. and they get that guy and they kill him um to get revenge isn't it the same dredger that they killed? Isn't I think it? that's who it is. I don't know if it's their dredger, but they did. They put him in the barrel and they yeah. threw him over. And that's where you see Wes. Wes, like, he's got like a kind of a dark side in him. Um, and that you see it. He's, there. Not, af- he's not afraid to do bad things. Yeah. He's, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. And I like that. I yeah. love that in a, in a, you know, male male character in all of the characters you know like we talk about um Casey's female characters frequently because she's not afraid to write their flaws and to have them accept their own flaws and not continually attempt to change them um like Sable she was dark you know yeah, she was yeah yeah she no. killed people and she was not ashamed of that when she yeah. did it no, there was no remorse because it was yeah. like, it has to be done. And right. I think Wes was the same way. I, I agree. And I think that so many characters like that get such a bad rap because they're not afraid to do the dirty work and, and they do it unflinchingly. And oh, yeah. people are just like, oh, they're so terrible. And they, but I guess we, we do love a villain. But that's Girl. where you find out that that's what Wes is, right? I mean, because then right afterwards, she finds out that it's, the Marigold is actually a shadow ship for Saint. Mm-hmm. It does all the the dirty work. The dirty work. And Wes got that spot by doing all the Saint's dirty work. So right. when you think of like a, the henchman that you send out to kill your people, like mm-hmm. that was Wes for years until he worked up enough to get his own ship. And so he does have that dark side that yeah well and hands are dirty and she finds out that he knew you know he he literally only came to javal for her and so she's pissed Mm -hmm. because she feels like she was lied to Uh uh-huh right but then wait you know saint oh how the fuck do you know saint oh you checking up on me okay (laughs) (laughs) so saint and her reunion she finally makes it there she so, goes in, she sneaks into his warehouse, right? Which is, or his office. It's like yeah, his yeah, office. Walks right? in. Yeah, his like office. And he walks in and he just like sees her sitting there and he's just like, what's up, Fable? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey girl. He's like, oh, hey girl, it, you know, you've been gone a while. Like, what are you doing in my office? How did you get in my office? Like, Nothing. seriously? I was so pissed. I was like, this motherfucker like i know <laughs> and she's like i want to see it on your crew he's like no never never will i have a females don't belong in this what a and dick. she's like are you kidding like are you kidding i i'm owed what is rightfully mine and he's like good what's rightfully yours is at the bottom of the sea the lark what is it the lark and, yeah mm-hmm. and she's like what the fuck and he's like that's your inheritance that's all you get from me and she's like, how, like, but okay. So the main thing around the lark is it's in Tempest Snare, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And only Saint knows how to get through it because there's so many coral. It's very low tide there, and there's a lot of coral reef. So if you don't know how to do all these turns, you'll run aground. You're gonna run. You're gonna crash and, gonna and bust up gonna, your ship. Yes. And so a storm is what got the lark because. Um, Satan knows how to get through this. So he says, your inheritance is at the bottom of the sea. It's the lark. And she's like, 
what? How the fuck do I get there? He goes, what I carved in your arm is the map how to get through Tempest Snare to the Lark. Goodbye. Peace. And you're just like, this, <laughs> this motherfucker. I was like, I want him to die. I mean, I was like, he needs to die. He's got to die. Rude. And like the worst, like, but she steals her mom's pendant yeah. that she always remembers she steals it from his office before she leaves, like before yep. he's there. So she takes that with her. And she's like, what the Ooh, fuck? I bet he was pissed. So she goes, and that's when I think she goes to the crew and she finally says, Hey, I'm Saint's daughter. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of your crew. If you let me, I can bring you through this and we can share, share it together. Because yeah, this is where fun. she sa- this is where she saves West too, right? Because Zola's and his people are like beating the shit out of him. Yeah, they leave him for dead, and, and she then finds they him the sails so they cannot sail again. Yeah, so she's like, I can pay for the sails. I can fix it. I can I'm fix it all. Daughter. Let me be on your crew. Um. And, and she's going to split the, the spoils of the lark with them. Yeah. Because you find out they've been doing a side business and that secret anchoring, they've been hiding the side money on mm-hmm. this little island to garner enough money to pay off their debt to Saint so that they can sail under their own name without yeah. Saint. Exactly. And they can be like, free. We can pay off the debt and we could be our own thing. Just let me be our judger. Yes. Yeah. And that's when they do the voting and they vote against Wes. And Wes like, I cannot. And he's like, you went against my back. He's like, I cannot feel for anybody else. I cannot care for anybody else. I I can't remember the scene. So he comes out of a tavern maybe. And she is, they have like this, I feel like it's like a smoky type scene that's um just in the streets somewhere maybe it's after she gets his ring back yeah well because um what it was his mother's ring and that willa has yeah Mm -hmm. and he or he gets he has to like sell off the the ring for food i think i I don't remember why i don't remember why he sells it off and then she yeah she goes back and she buys it yeah and like gives it back to him I feel like they just had like this really smoky scene. Yeah, it was like know? very steamy and hot. And you're like, yeah, okay, sexual tension. I see you. <laughs> I see you. Finally. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, because this is when I'm like, oh, maybe. But they don't kiss. Even... No, they don't. But it was yeah, just a very. This is my favorite part of this whole book. Yeah, it was pretty great. I was it like, was okay. so good. She Her first it... kisses. Yes. So, so, they... so tell us about that. Okay, so they decide to go to the Lark and they make it. They follow her scar, which is crazy. How does how does the writer think of that? Like an author, like Yeah. That's, that's so pretty crazy. that's pretty crazy. Well, in my way, I was like, when he's carving it on her own, did he start up here or did he start down here? And like, did she start like I do you know where you start? Because top like, of the bottom. Imagine it being on the inner like the inner part of her arm and it being like like I imagine she was so like when you're saying it to people, is she like, okay, so we're gonna start down here and we're gonna come this way? Or are we starting she, up here? Or are we coming down here and we're gonna it. go down? Like when he carved it, I was like, I just the whole thing, I was like, that took some serious like visionary. Yeah. Okay, so I, sorry, go ahead. But before we talk about them, you know, going and getting because we, we need to talk about the sales, how they got the sales and how she tricked Saint into paying for it yes oh yeah she does trick saint yep she goes to him and is like i need money and um he's like no why he's like and and, uh she's like he's and then she she pretty much is like i'm part of this crew Mm -hmm. and he's like he's gonna get you killed do you know what he is you don't know it you don't know it yeah and um she, She's like, motherfucker, who, what kind of, what kind of influences do you think I had my whole life? I was like, hey, pot, meat kettle. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> but she presents him with the medallion, her mom's medallion. Yep. He's like, oh, you fucking sneak. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Because Again. Saint's weakness is, is old always, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's when Saint, I think the Saint, is Saint the one who tells him that he sent Wes there? 
Or did Wes tell her? I think I think Sam I think tells, her, tells her that yeah. he said or, like he there. kind of drops all the hints and she figures it out because he's, like, he's oh, like how do you yeah. think this how do you think yeah. that and she's I was like, the one what? watching you all these years yes. yeah with my eyes to you all these years because he's telling her basically like she can't go and do all this because like basically I've been saving you for these yeah. years yeah because I've been sending him to save you like it's right. me who saved you you didn't save yourself right fucker Right. So she feels all dirty and like she didn't actually do it herself. Exactly. But then they find it was a, it's a tailor um, called Leo that they get to make these sales that Podge and Aster know from the un, unnamed sea, mm-hmm. um, which is where they're from. Um, and they pay this tailor, but an outrageous me. sum. Yep. But they owe this tailor owes Podge and Aster a favor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm going to stop right here and tell the audience if you have not, um, and it's going to be available to everybody soon. I'm going to stop right here for our listeners. And I'm going to say that Adrian Young is an amazing author. She gave us listeners or fans a gift. It's going to be available to everybody, but to her newsletter, newsletter uh, followers, subscribers, subscribers. Yes, that's it. She wrote a novella about Podge and Astier's love, their, <gasps> their love, um, which you find out they're together, Podge and Astier in this, oh, in I this book. Say, I love their relationship oh. at love, love, love. So I can't, okay. So I need to sign up because I so like. she just gave it to us for free and it is their story. And you find out where this sale maker, this, uh, tailor so comes, into, comes play. into play. Okay. Yeah. It's called Tides and it's so good because oh. their love story is just. It, I loved it. It just had this like them escaping from where they came from and still like being connected and the, the love that they have for each other. I don't know. It's I don't know what the right word to describe it, but when she's writing it and, you know, Fable is seeing it from the outside. It's like this super great, like caringness and this like affection that runs like so much deeper than like superficial love, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the right word is, but it's, it's yes, it, because, I, and it gives you a really good, cause you, you get to know them a little in namesake and we'll discuss it. But if you read her second, her spinoff, the last legacy, you get to know more about the Ross and you kind of get to, it's a, the first look at the Ross yeah. from, um, austere, austere's perspective. So yes. it's just, but There's anyway, a lot of little sub stories that are in fable, which I thought was super great because it really helps you to tie to more of the characters than just Fable, her dad and West. Yes. So it was really good because like you, like what's his name? I never can pronounce it. Ash. Aster. I, oh, I say Aster, but I don't know. So he was originally <laughs> with the Roths, right? Yes. Okay. So that whole story, like I love is like, Oh, I'm going to know more. Cause it's like, Oh, let's go visit your people. I'm like, wait, you know, you know, these people, how do you know these people? Why, why do you know these people? So, um, you know, at those little intricacies, like we even like throughout this whole book, you know, we see fable, like when she goes with, with, um, Willa to see their mom, it's their mom, right? Their mom, they, yeah. I mean, and wanting to know the background on that and, and just, you know, these little people that pop like, Oh, clove. Oh, Clove. Oh God. We need to discuss Clove real fast. Clove was, um, Saint's right-hand man. And he pretty much was like, Saint never was a father. Couldn't no one on the crew knew that Saint was Fable's father. They just knew that Fable was his old daughter. Yes. And Clove was pretty much her father figure taught her everything on the lark. Yeah. And, uh, Clove left her on the island. He's the only other one who survived besides Fable and Saint, and he left her too. And with the meetings with Saint, Saint just said he's gone. And yes. so that like crushed her thinking, you know, he was dead. He was dead. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, you get all these little p- pieces. But so, Adrian, thank you for giving that to us listeners. Yeah. Everybody, it will be available. She keeps putting it out there that'll be available soon for the public. So 
or sign up for her newsletter because I think she's going to put it out again for us soon. Oh yeah. I'm um, doing it that. is just, it's a really cute novella. Well, and I just name. love, Guides. love that as an author, she totally could have made money off of publishing that novella. And she yeah. did, she gave it to us as a gift because we loved fable so much and she sold fable before she was even done writing it and then sold namesake before fable was even written and she had to push back her books to she got them out within six months of each other and she had to push back all her other books because this story like just resonated with her and the last legacy the same thing she she tried to like sell the last legacy before fable namesake where fable was even out and they're like hey we have to even know if fable's gonna have a a following before (laughs) you know but so but she loved these stories so much that she pushed push and got them all out pretty much within a year that's insane as an author yeah crap it is okay casey does that and i'm like how i don't know either i can't yeah, they work their ass off. I they swear. Have to, I swear. Anyway, back to the story. They get the sales, but then afterwards she goes and talks to Wes. And I think that's when they have like a really big heart to heart. And she's like, there cannot be any more lies between us. And that's when Wes confessed that he paid her more. You know, he made sure that he was there on the dot, that she always knew that he was going to be consistent because he was always I don't know, pull to her in some way and that it scares him because he can't like emotion all this crew to, yes. to look out Worry for about. And he doesn't yeah. want to have the feelings. He, he doesn't no. like, he doesn't like emotions. No. Well, and I think it's because it's, you know, the weight of that, like yeah. when you're in charge of the ship, right? You're in charge of all the people that are on that ship. It's like, you know, that whole huge responsibility, like making sure they don't die, making sure they eat, making sure they don't get sick, making sure they get paid, you know, the supplies for the ship that taking care of the ship. I mean, yeah. and, and you tack on the fact that Willa is his sister and, and that she already got assaulted. Yes. She's already has been assaulted. She's got this scar on her face now. So, I mean, that's a lot, that's a heavy, heavy load. And then yeah. you're like, okay, well, we'll just add one more person. Like you can do it. I mean, I can imagine like the weight of that would be suffocating. Like, you know, yeah. even just as a parent, right? Like well, the responsibility for your kids, I imagine it's gotta be very similar. Well, and he knew that if he allowed himself to love her he would put her above the ship the crew Mm -hmm. everything and he didn't he didn't want to well he had a plan they had a plan of what them as a crew were going to do because willa tells her you know willa's like no when i get my share and we get evened up like i'm gone like she's done with doing the ship life she wants to go back and be with her mom and be able to take care of her mom and just live a life on this, like uh, in their town of where they're originally from. So, I mean, you know, I, they have this like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. She comes in and it's like, Oh, she's going to fuck this all up. I just see it. Yeah. And then he finds out that she's saint's daughter. I mean, what he knew, did he know? No, she tells them, right. She tells them all. Fable. I think, I think he knew but he it wasn't confirmed he because why else would saint be asking him to check up on this random girl you know what i mean yes yes so i think then then it's like okay she's really nothing but trouble (laughs) he's like this is gonna be one more person that because it's gonna get me killed you know then one more person that's gonna keep me further away from what my plan and what my goal is because i think he thought that she would risk that and he didn't want to risk anything else. He's already risked enough and he was already doing bad things, which he was, he felt terrible about never. Like it was just like, oh, it has to be done. Right. But he felt bad. I think, um, so the, that, that conversation about them, like, don't lie to me thing that came after the underwater kiss um yes yes so they get to the lark uh, um and it's really scary them because they really have to take these tight turns in this coral reef and it's really scary but they get there and she gets ready to dredge and Wes decides to come with her he doesn't say anything he just 
gets in dredging stuff and they go and they go into the lark and as they're they're down there he just they're just looking through all this stuff and he looks at her and they just have this underwater kiss Mm. like he just takes her and like kisses her and then but it's so good he just says oh my gosh I found it because I can't I was gonna say I wanted you to read it because I know it's your favorite (laughs) oh god because it's just the way she describes the whole thing is okay read it (laughs) okay okay I will um his callous fingers slid over the wood before they wound into mine slowly, pulling my hand from the trunk. I stilled my heartbeat breaking into an uneven gait, the feel of his touch moving up my arm and spreading like the feel of a sun on my skin. He looked at me with a hundred stories lit behind his eyes. Then he was coming closer. The air burned hot in my chest as his hands lifted and touched my face. His fingertips slid into my hair as he pulled me toward him. And before I could even think about what he was doing, his lips touched mine. And I disappeared. I was erased. Every day in Javal, every night in the belly of the lark, it all flickered out, leaving only the hum of a deep, of the deep, leaving only me and West. And it's just like, I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) That's good. So then like, and then she's like, they just talked, his arms slid around me and I folded myself into him. Um, finding my place beneath his jaws he held me and this is all underwater yes like that's like the coolest thing they're like in a sunken ship just found this treasure yeah in a sunken ship and then she's like because the most deeply buried truth hidden beneath everything my father taught me was that I had wanted to touch west a thousand times Uh so then that night they go up and she goes in and they have the talk and he pretty much just says I've never lied to Saint. I did all his dirty work. Like, this is who I am. Everybody doesn't like me because I burned down some other merchants mm-hmm. um, warehouse in this town. And I think someone got trapped in it. Right. And it yeah. killed that person. And so he's stuck with all these scars. And that's when he's like, I cannot be without you, you know, and they, they decided to never lie. We will never lie to each other ever. Yeah. Um, and then they, they're together that night and that kind of seals their fate. And she decides to leave him that morning to go out and buy, get his mother's ring back, Yeah, you know? Um, but she gets jumped. She gets jumped. And when she wakes up, boom, 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 she's on soulless damn boat. And guess who's there? Fucking clove. Fucking, Fucking clove. clove. And she's like, that's oh literally God. how it ends. That's yeah. how it ends. That's it. Such a cliffhanger. <laughs> Such a cliffhanger. I was like, thank God book two was out. Right. I that was exactly. Wait. Wait. I had to freaking wait. Like, so like, saying, oh. I'd have been so pissed. It's literally the last line. A feeling like the frost inside my lungs crept up my throat. The name frozen in my mouth. Clove. That's a clove. Clove. <laughs> clove. clove. <laughs> it's so I, I was like oh this is some bullshit this is some bullshit right here right but I, I was like I now what because I'm like oh my god he's gonna think she like used him I, I was very concerned not for her safety because I was like eh we know she's gonna be all right she'd kick his ass she's she's fine but I was more concerned about I was like Wes is gonna think like she left him like oh, they just like pewed his spewed his heart out they did and they just were together for the first time she yeah, like to get like you. when you say together they did yeah yeah and adrian gave us a little bit more for a young adult like he she backed did. her up like backed her up to the bed lay mm-hmm. lay down like it was like a fade to black moment you got a little the a little foreplay with it um, yeah what no twilight shit right there no no you, you got a little of the stuff beforehand um you got like his weight on on me, you know, type yeah. stuff. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. very, very yeah. well done. Just, <laughs> yeah. just enough. This is familiar. This is familiar. Yeah, just, just enough to get the get the get the engine revving. I don't know. This book just, I love this book so much because I love the pirate. I love the found family. 
I love the little stories of everybody, the deception, the wanting to be better, that I'm dark, but I like, you still love me for it. Like you you accept all my darkness, even when it's a man, right? Because we always accept women's darkness, right? With like our Casey characters, we always do. Okay. Claire, clarify. We accept that so many people do not accept women characters being flawed. Yes. Yes, but with that's true. We accept women. We accept yes. the flaws in female characters and, and we appreciate them and we revel in them. But so many people are like, oh, she's not perfect. I hate this character. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. Yeah. They do forgive men a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like society, you know, yeah. normal life. <laughs> but we get, <laughs> I think we just get, you get Fable her grittiness you get Wes his just need to to take care of his family which is the marigold crew all their togetherness you know it's just it all comes to play really nicely and and it just leaves you with that cliffhanger and you're just like I need to know what happens and and yeah I need to know yeah. Well, I think you two texted each other, like not in the group chat, because obviously when Rachel was reading it, I hadn't read it yet. So no, I, think I picked you- it up a lot sooner than some persons did. <laughs> Y'all know I don't listen good. Yeah. Um, Rachel was texting me throughout reading it. Yeah. So, and I, I think I remember I was in the bathtub actually finishing reading the first book and it ended that way. And I think I remember texting y'all like, thank God I can start the second one. <laughs> Because it's just, it was, it was good, but I didn't, I didn't have the the same connection with it that you do. I don't think you had, you have such a deeper, like soul level connection. You know, some of those books that just really speak to your soul. Um, I I didn't have that, that soul level connection. I liked it. It was a good book. It's a, you know, it's a good series, but you know, it's not one of those that I'll comfort read, you know, when I, when I need comfort for my soul, I go back and read books where the characters I really connected with. And I think Fable and Namesake would be those comfort reads for you, but not for me. I think it's Adrian's books in general, um, because like Fable and Namesake, Fable really, but, and then Sky in the Deep, because and the last legacy has some too, but not necessarily the girl to see gave back. I really like that one. It's really good. But like when it comes to that soul for me, and I think that's why Adrienne's books do this to me because she focuses and she writes these stories based on how she's feeling and, and what happened in her life. And I think I can relate to them because like in Sky in the Deep, which if you guys haven't read that one, which I don't think you have, it is a Viking inspired. Was this and it, on my list because I love a good Viking story. The audiobook I listened to, I re-listened to it. Like, so I read it because it was my first ever Owl Crate book with Sky in the Deep and I fell okay. in love with it. And then I listened to it while I was renovating the house and the audiobook's really good, Rachel, if you and Kaylee for Sky in the Deep, but she gets me on these, yeah, this like soul mending, um, ways because she hits stuff like in sky in the deep, it's like forgiving your pride, looking past your pride and looking at things in a different way. Like Mm -hmm. not always having to do stuff per tradition or the way that you have to with fable it's the need to survive, right? It's the, the need to, your family is not necessarily the family, the one you're given, but yeah, it's the one that you, you've found. We right? all relate to that because I mean, military the spouses, military, we, yeah. we make our families where we go. So mm-hmm. we, we definitely, I feel like that definitely resonates with us. And I, I just, I love how reading, you know, for each different person, uh, you pick up different things in the books that really resonate with you in your life. And it makes you feel connected and included in scene. I just, I, I feel like what she put in, I, I don't know. I got it. Like yeah. it just, in. you can't see my hand movements unless I, <laughs> I put 
put it <laughs> somewhere, but it's like in my chest, in my soul. Yeah. Like, I just feel like there are just parts of fable that she, she pushes no matter what, yeah. you know, and not to do man, but I've you. been through some shit in my yeah. life where I've always had to keep fighting and keep pushing to keep getting what I want for the future I want. Um, and her it's best for you resilience, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. and yes. that she, her will to not break yeah mm-hmm. through all of it and Where, I think that's what really got me yeah. in, in this book and I agree. the it's subtleness huge. of all of it the subtleness yeah. of the love between West and her the subtleness of the magic like it's it's not because all of that like in life too it's never like fully in your face you have to kind of find it and that's I, I, with her books I feel like that's where you have to find it in these books. You have to capture them and then, and go with it. If that makes yeah. sense. No, totally. I, and, yes. and you, you're, you're for you as a person in your everyday life, it's endurance and that resilient, resilient, resilience. <laughs> yes. It's too early for me to talk. Can't use the big words yet, but I see that in you as a person. So I could totally see how these pieces of fable and West tech technically, I mean, cause it's both of them, right. Yeah. And both of who their characters are. Yes. Because like, I mean, with West too, like he wants to be a good person. He's done bad things. And it, that, that like sticks in him, you know, and yeah. I know all of us have that, like, yeah, that, that guilt. We're human. That, right. And that's yeah. what it is. He's human. Right. Yeah. Yes. And he just wants to do. And I think, she does a really good job of showing that human emotions and yes. that human uh, guilt, that human feelings of yeah, the yes. flaws. Yes, yes, it's all there. Like it's very well written to where you know you could kind of put yourself in his shoes to feel like, damn, you know. But he did it for survival, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like make it okay, but it makes it okay. Or to take care of the people that yeah. he loves. I mean, and- you can totally empathize with that on like such a huge level like as a parent as a, a person in society now like you know we just trying to fight to get toilet paper and you know <laughs> still live our lives so I mean I get it <laughs> so so that can be stable I think right I think yeah I mean I'm sure I can talk for another I was hour gonna say, you could probably talk I mean we could go into more I mean because I still feel like there's so much that we could still discuss but just I mean, because I the little parts of the world we didn't even get into just I mean all the of world. the like the map in general and all the different cities and the locations because you know even when they're trekking well god see I just said we were about to be done I know <laughs> But like when they trek across to go to get the lark, they're stopping at these little places, right? Before they get there, you know, and having to like refuel and restock and trade. And so, I mean, even those places and the people that they meet there are still like super important in my opinion, because it, you know, for their journey. But if you guys aren't following Adrian Young on Instagram or Facebook, you probably should. Yes. Um, and you, uh, become a subscriber to her. Yes. Yes. And if you're not subscribed to her newsletter, like I'm not, we definitely need to, because I, I want this tides book because you're going to fall in love with these. And she always gives us little hints on what's next before she puts it out to the public. And she's got a lot of stuff. I know we talked about her new release this year. Her adult debut is coming out this year. So, oh, yes. What's the, ti- what's the title of that? Bells for Forgetting. Oh, yes. Yes. And Kaylee, she's co-authoring a book on how to do, um, how to write like a writers and she hosts the writing from the soul or writing with the soul workshop, which I want you to go to so bad. We need to do that when you come back. back It's just digital, isn't it? Yeah. But she does it. It's all like, I think zoom and it's like a whole new meet a all these amazing writers and you have a group and it's just, yeah. Oh, I'm not a writer, but I want to take it just to like, (laughs) you know, like I can become, I can become a writer. Like Adrian Young, teach me how to write. Teach me how to write. (laughs) Teach me how to write. That is exactly what came to my brain when you said, teach me how to write. I was like, all right, let's just, 
teach me how to write but yeah definitely get to know her because um that spells for forgetting that book cover is fucking awesome i literally like when we finished like did our 20 well i we didn't even finish it i think i was buying it while we were recording the episode um but you guys definitely need to check her out and and give her our instagram and facebook a like and a follow and tell us what you are reading or listening to this year that kind of hits with you like what's your like Kaylee talked about her different soul reads as a listener what's your favorite soul read like let us know and as always (laughs) and then we'll have another episode to go over namesake so um stay tuned for that yes and as always happy listening